0: Welcome to today's web chat, uh, everyone. Uh, Today I've got a number of guests with me. So it's a slightly variation on on what we've done in the past. It's something that we've responded to a number of questions from from people and conversations that we've had and been having over the last month. So we thought, why not? Let's get together a panel discussion. I've got with me Kevin Harrington and Christine Nicholson, partners of mine at Succession Plus, and Paul Vosden, who's a communications specialist um, and has years of experience, background in PR and corporate communications. So there's the panel. Let's get started. Um, the, The topic for today is all about what we should say to who and when once we've decided to exit. So who wants to go first? Who's Who's got something uh, that they um, have got some experience straight off the bat? Kevin, let's go.
1: Thanks, Darrell. I, I think an interesting start point for communications through your business exit is to start off by writing the final sale press release now, and then work backwards to see what you need to do to make your business exit a success. So what you end up doing then is picturing how you're gonna talk to people, the tone of language and the the complete deal. And that becomes a a guide factor for everything else you do from now, right up to that business exit and that final final sale press release.
0: So you've got a a structure. Let's start with the the press release and then work backwards. That's a great idea. Paul, you've uh, worked in the area of of being, I guess, the go-to guy of um you know scheduling and planning communications does that sound like something you've done
2: uh yes uh, thank you daryl um yeah i think kevin's right it's sort of having the end in, in sight when you begin is, is actually a very good idea um i think what i'd add to that is uh, whatever you do and when you do it is to have a plan um and that's you know structure it down when you want to do things um who you want to engage with Um, when you want to engage with them because obviously selling a business can be an element of confidentiality Um, it depends how soon you want to involve your staff for example in those um, discussions um, and anybody else so it's all about having a very clear structured plan so you've got a a clear runway as it were in order to uh, the final final transaction and that would be my main uh, observation really at this point
0: Okay, so we've got, a, we've got a plan. So we, we're, we're saying we need to put a plan in place. And I guess what are the business owners out there will be thinking, great, I need to plan, okay, who should I plan for? So know yeah, I've got different stakeholder groups that I need to consider. Do I send the same message to everyone? Um, and, you know, is there timing considerations of what I say to who and when? And how do I say it? Do I, you know, do I write a letter? Do I send an email? What sort of tools do I use to communicate to who and when and all the various stakeholders that have a vested interest? So, um, Kevin, I think you've uh, got some hands on experience on this one.
1: Well, I, I I, think we should answer your question in a great detail in a moment, but uh... I'm reminded of a business I used to work for where the CEO used to use the same communication for every constituency group that existed from stakeholders, shareholders, suppliers, staff, the whole lot. And he always used the same message and it was entirely investor orientated. And I actually saw him deliver it once to an internal group of people and within an hour, two people had resigned after they heard him speaking because they heard him speaking in a language they didn't understand that wasn't taking into account their questions, their concerns, etc. And while the message was perfect for investors, it was damaging internally. So before we get into detail, I think we have to remember that the message has to be tailored for the specific audience, even though all the facts obviously remain the same
0: yeah so each group's going to have different concerns around how it will i guess f- affect them being humans where we're interested in in what does this mean for me christine i see you nodding there is that uh, you're ready to jump in and uh, with these guys who are just speaking uh, too much
3: uh, no i mean i would completely agree with kevin's take on that in, because ultimately whatever language you use has to be heard by your audience and 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 when you think about it, your ears only ever prick up when people are talking to you in your language, otherwise they kind of switch off. They think, well, this is not for me, so therefore I tune it out. And then when you haven't heard anything that's meaningful to you, and and I'm thinking really internally here about the employees, if you don't hear something that's meaningful to you, then you hear a whole load of other stuff that's meaningful to other people. And then you start realizing that you've been missed out of this equation. And nature abhors a back- vacuum. So where there is a gap in what people have heard and how it applies to them, they'll make it up. And before you know it, Chinese whispers will be going round and, and um, you know, it can go from this company is going to be growing be- because we're selling. This company is going to be growing and there's going to be massive expansion opportunities for everybody involved. And before you know it, that's actually been translated into, I'm not needed, therefore there's going to be mass redundancies. So so the the core thread of the message needs to be the same. You know, you have to have one core golden, golden thread of the truth, but it's how that truth applies to you and what it's going to mean to you, not just now, but right now and on the journey, how that's going to impact me and then what's going to happen at the end because we're all really interested in what's in it for me, what happens next, and so what.
0: Yeah, on the money there. So we really need to customize the message for each of our stakeholder groups. Ideally, if we can, especially with staff, have one-on-one conversations on what it means for them uh, to address their fears and and, get them comfortable with, with whatever's happening. What about the market? What if our competitors find out um, you know, or industry associations? Should we be planning to, I guess, mitigate that or is that something we should be worried about? How do we handle those sort of things?
1: I think the thing here to remember is that whether you're exiting your business or not, people talk about things. People chitter chatter all the time and people in your own business and your customers enjoy talking about your business that's why they deal with you because they like they want to be engaged with you so these conversations are happening whether you're exiting your business or not people are speculating they're talking they're chatting and at a time of planning to sell your your business your, your biggest ever single asset probably that's the time you need to start thinking about setting the agenda it might be a gentle path to unlocking the entire story, but set the agenda so people are talking about the story you want to to have spoken about. People do not like surprises, um, and as as Christine was alluding, it's you know it can go severely wrong if you don't set that agenda.
0: Yeah, absolutely, Kevin. And I think that the point that Christine made, which really uh, landed well for me, is as humans when. When we hear something that's caught us off guard, potentially, the Chinese whispers go and what we don't know, we make up. So it's really important. I think you've used the language of you drive the agenda. So we've had conversations in the past about being on the front foot, being proactive. When we're driving the communications, we're in control of the communications of what the market's hearing. So we've we've addressed things with our staff. We've uh, uh, allayed fears potentially. yeah, what, what about the marketplace do we do we communicate from the marketplace do we just try and go you know, ask people to keep things internally how do we approach that paul um i think you've got some experience here
2: uh yes thank you daryl um yeah i think obviously in terms of your customers um you should ideally know your customers particularly your larger ones and it may well be that it's a good idea to have some early stage discussions with them so that, again as Uh, Kevin and Christine have said that um, it shouldn't be a surprise to people. People don't like um, massive things. They feel that they just haven't been uh, taken into confidence. So the more you can do that, the better. Um, In terms of actually um, your competitors, I mean, obviously, there's always a danger somebody might find out and then start to uh, poach, try to poach your clients. But the the thing to do is to actually have a really strong message with trade media. It's probably going to be a big Story for a trade magazine or, or more. Um, so make make something of that. Make that um, you know a sort of exclusive interview, perhaps, um, and really make it a very strong, um, beneficial story for for the for the market and obviously for your company and the acquiring company. Um, so again, that you're not actually wrong-footed. So I think it is about managing the um, uh, the, the messages. I think the other thing I would say, um, picking up from what Christine was saying about how people like to receive messages. I think sometimes if you have enough people in an organization, think about who is delivering the message and uh, taking Kevin's point about his experience that somebody delivers the same message to everyone, yes the message can be different but the person delivering it maybe has more empathy with that group um so it may be an hr person it may be somebody else further down in your organization uh, the the business owners organization who who knows the people they're talking to just so that it comes from a, a a more familiar face perhaps and somebody who they can relate to a little bit more than perhaps just the boss
0: excellent paul so so making sure that every key member in the team has a role and knows what their role is and who they should be communicating to who. Brilliant. Christine, I think you've got something to jump in here.
3: Yeah, I'll just reiterate a bit of what Paul said and then amplify that, which is about the whole planning thing. So, you know, Kevin was quite right. Start with the end in mind. Work your way back from, you know, this transfer of ownership has been a success. What does that look like? And then actually have the plan so the whole thing with a plan is that it's about preparing for the worst because there will be leaks that you know while you're going through the process doesn't matter how confidential you're trying to keep keep it there will be somebody who finds out about something to do with your exit plans that you don't want them to know and having a plan in place to be able to respond to that in a proactive and um Uh, responsible way so that you're controlling the message which again amplifies what Kevin said actually having that in place before it happens and hoping that you don't have to use it is really good because the last thing you want is to have to react to something in the market so this it really goes back to controlling the agenda there will be times when you can't control the agenda but have a plan in place for when that happens And, and and I've seen this happen fairly frequently so there's always something that gets out to somebody and reacting to it at the time will invariably dilute the message that you're trying to to send
0: okay thanks for that so if i'm to pull it all together we're saying we've decided to sell our business and so we need a communication strategy of how we're gonna get let the right people know. So we'll design our end result and then work backwards from there. We'll figure out who we need to talk to, whether it be suppliers, customers, staff, and other stakeholders. We'll customize and have one-to-one messages as much as we can, so that, and especially so that'll be layering and cascading down through our management team, if that's appropriate. We, we're not going to broadcast it to the marketplace, but uh, sometimes we will need to let suppliers know and we can't keep them quiet. Um, we need a plan in place and we need to plan for the worst, um, even though we're not acting on the worst, but that way we won't panic should the worst happen. Um, and, and we want to be on the front foot.
1: Yeah, those are absolutely the points. And and you're really making it sound like there's a science of communication through business exit. And I think there is. But I th- also, also think there's an art to it. And here, what I would say is that people should desperately try hard to make speaking face to face with people as a default mechanism for communication. Emails, um, stuff that goes out on the internet in a business etc is all very wonderful, but you cannot gauge the reaction of people, you can't ask their immediate questions, you can't rephrase those important points when you see confused people in an email, so the art of it on top of that science is speak face to face wherever possible.
0: Yeah, I couldn't agree more. You can never beat uh, one-to-one human interaction and engagement. Um, humans being humans, um, we, uh, we don't get the tone that comes through email messages. So we need to react, be in a position where we can address fears because this is a potentially a, um, a stressful time for people uh, not knowing what's going on you know, if you're an employee. So we want to address that in, on the front foot as much as we can right up front. Any final comments from our panel today? We've we've had some great points. I think we've summarised, but uh, you know, And with the podcast, we always ask: is there one final message? So let's open that up to our panel today. Any final final points uh, to, to make?
2: Um, yes, I think as we said before, everyone's agreeing in a way that uh, be planned. Uh, you know, plan for the worst, but uh, and also plan for the best. And if you plan your messages well, and your key messages. I think um, it, it, it's very, very um, likely that you'll have a very successful exit with very few issues. Um, I think the other final thing I'd say is communication is a two-way process. So. Um, As others have said, make sure you engage with people. And if you get something back, you come back. If you can't answer immediately, you can go back to whoever and and show that you're responding. There's nothing worse than people saying, well, actually, they're not really listening to me. They're just talking to one script. It's a two-way conversation. So that's how I uh, would um, finish off. Thank you.
0: Thanks for that, Paul. So uh, make sure that you're seen and, and demonstrate listening. And so we've had final points, uh, closing points, almost closing arguments from uh, Kevin and Paul. Um, Christine, any closing comments from yourself? Make sure that things you want to make sure people
3: understand. Yeah, for me, just actually focusing on the employees for a second. Um, The most important thing is, is getting your message straight and sticking to it. And what I've seen go horribly wrong is where the business owners have tried so desperately to keep everything from the employees and then something gets out. Um, So they then treat the employees as if they're children and try to filter little bits of information. Um, I, I, I can see why as a business owner you wouldn't want to tell your employees absolutely everything. Um, but you do need to make sure that you tell them enough to give them comfort uh, and, and be absolutely honest with them um, because they will actually be able to feedback how you can go through this process even more smoothly. And you, as a business owner, you actually really do not need to go through, through, through this on your own. The more you communicate with your employees, the more likely they are to lift some of the weight from you and actually help you through the process. Um, but it, you can only do that if you actually know and understand the process that you're going through yourself. So, so part of the, the recommendation that I would give is if you're not sure as a business owner what the process is, go and ask someone. Come and ask us. But, but at least find out exactly what the whole process is and then that will enable you to fully communicate with your employees uh, from a position of confidence and not feeling like you're on, on the back foot
0: yeah nice final point there christine so yeah we're, we're working with adults we're running a business we're not running a school with kids and toddlers so treat them as grown-ups they're smart they'll they'll figure it out if we're trying to hide information um yeah let's get them on board with the process so look i think that's all we've got time for today thank you panel members for joining us it's a stimulating and very topical uh conversation and topic Really appreciate everyone's input today. Stay tuned. I'm sure we'll be pulling together another panel soon. Bye for now.